0: CHAPTER Thirty Three, OF HOUSE, GARDEN, AND FIELD BY L. C. MEAL. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. ANIMAL GLOBES The ready and complete adaptability of animals to external circumstances is shown by the resemblances which like conditions produce in the most diverse animals, and the differences which unlike conditions produce in nearly related ones. Let me illustrate this general statement by examples of animals which are defended by their globular form and often by spines as well no common quadruped is better protected from its enemies than the hedgehog the sharp spines and the habit of rolling up are first remarked on dissection we discover a dome of circular skin muscles on the back which is bordered on all sides by a thick muscular rim when the hedgehog walks the mass of circular muscles forms a hump upon his back but when he is alarmed he draws the head and legs within the rim which tightens like an elastic ring surrounding the mouth of a bag the mere act of rolling up erects the spines and makes them point stiffly in all directions the prickly sphere rolls when pushed and can neither be bitten nor grasped a hedgehog can defy dogs or any other predatory animals it can also when rolled up drop safely from a height of several feet and adopts this method of getting down a low cliff very like the hedgehog in outward appearance and covered in the same way with strong sharp spines is the echidna a monotreme quadruped found in australia tasmania and new zealand the echidna does not roll itself into a ball but crouches when alarmed and hides its head between its forelegs the porcupine too has spines but he does not use them like the hedgehog Instead of curling himself up, he charges backwards at his enemy. The spines of the hedgehog, porcupine, and echidna are simply gigantic hairs. Some animals which are covered, not with spines but with fur, such as the ornithorhynchus, the Tibetan sun bear, and the koala, the native bear of the Australians, also roll themselves up. Comfort and warmth during sleep seem to be the chief object with these animals, but some degree of protection is indirectly gained. Resting in this attitude, the animal exposes the smallest possible surface to inquisitive eyes, and makes itself as unmanageable as possible to biting enemies, which must fill their mouths with fur as a preliminary, and can only inflict serious wounds when they are decidedly superior to their prey in size and strength. The dormouse curls itself up in its nest at the approach of winter, and makes itself still more secure by wrapping its body in grass and leaves. Then it goes to sleep loaded with fat by its abundant meals upon the berries, nuts, and grain of autumn. Part of its food it stores for winter use, and when waked from its long slumber by a spell of warm weather, it feeds and goes to sleep again. The dormouse is rare in the north of England, and even in the south it is a very unusual thing to meet a hibernating dormouse. Much more common are hibernating hedgehogs, which also wrap themselves up in leaves and grass. The South American armadillo, of which there are several kinds, is completely furnished with the means of defense. Its skin is ossified, not into a rigid shield, but into a mosaic of six-sided plates. Across the back, the plates are arranged in bands with flexible lines between. The face is protected by a pointed shield, and even the legs and tail have their share of armor. When the armadillo is suddenly attacked, he closes up with a snap, and nothing can harm him. Even the jaguar cannot bite through his bony skin, nor tear him with his powerful claws. If surprised on soft ground, the armadillo burrows out of sight, and it is hard work for a man with a spade to follow him. The pangolin of the East Indies, a sort of first cousin to the armadillo, has the upper side of its body and of its long tail covered with stiff, sharp-edged, overlapping scales. When alarmed, the pangolin bends himself together and wraps his great tail about him. The sharp edges of the scales now stand out and form a complete defense. The tetradons and diadons, file fishes and globe fishes of tropical seas, resemble hedgehogs in their spines, and in their power of assuming a spherical shape. But there is no rolling up here. The fish distends its body with air and floats at the surface of the sea, usually back downwards. Sea urchins furnish beautiful examples of the spherical shape protected by spines here again there is no rolling up the shape is unalterable by the will of the animal globular sea urchins with dense calcareous armor and flexibly jointed spines inhabit the rocky shores usually well below tide marks flattened species are fond of burying themselves in sand how does an echinus enlarge its shell it cannot be cast or changed in shape if you break up an echinus shell you will see how the problem is solved the shell is compound, a spherical box consisting of hundreds of separate pieces fitted together with the utmost nicety. Running from top to bottom are five regular bands, alternating with five others of different size and form. Each of these ten bands is divided by a zigzag line running along its whole length, and each half band is again divided by transverse joints into a great number of plates arranged with geometric regularity the mouth of the echinus is beneath at the meeting place of all the bands the shell grows by the continual addition of fresh material to all the edges of all the plates and it is singular that the resulting figure should be one of such perfect symmetry what are urchins and are there any urchins besides sea urchins urchin originally meant a hedgehog then it came to signify a bogey and lastly a child the word is got through the french erisun, from the latin and may be translated bristly. Orsin, the French name for the sea urchin, notwithstanding the similarity of the sound, has nothing to do with irisun, but means little bear, oars. The hard and jointed shells of crustaceans and insects lend themselves easily to this mode of defense. Wood lice, which are terrestrial crustaceans, roll themselves up when alarmed, and one kind has even been named armadillo. To the confusion of zoological speech. Hairy caterpillars often roll themselves up for defense, or to break the shock when they find themselves falling to the ground. The ruby wasps, chrysididae, which live at the expense of stinging hymenoptera, can roll themselves up into impenetrable balls. Most snails are protected by spiral shells, but in the chitons the shell is neither spiral nor in one piece. It consists of eight valves, one behind another. The valves are flexibly connected and can be rolled up. The segmented shell also enables the animal to accommodate itself to the inequalities of the rocks to which it clings. The winter eggs of a freshwater sponge and the microscopic bodies of many foraminifera and polycystina are defended by radiating spines. Sometimes these spines seem to have other uses than defense. We have in this country three common insectivores, the hedgehog, the shrew, and the mole though closely related they are very unlike in mode of life and seem hardly to hang together till they are carefully examined in the quite distinct order of rodents each of the three finds its analogous form as zoologists say the porcupine is analogous to the hedgehog the field mouse to the shrew the lemming the mole-rat and others not so well known to the true mole among the monotremes again the hedgehog form is reproduced in echidna Affinity may thus be disguised by adaptation to different modes of life, and adaptation to the same mode of life may exist without affinity. Think of other examples of the same kind. You can easily find them among aquatic quadrupeds, among birds and reptiles, among moorland plants, desert plants, and aquatic plants. End of chapter 33